0: Welcome back. 1061 ESPM Matt Joseph's here. One day into the college basketball season and already a master, massive upset uh, involving one of our state schools. And we are so excited to have on the head coach who helped that upset occur. Uh, James Madison going into Michigan State and winning 79-76 in overtime. Joining us now, the head coach, Mark Byington. Coach, congratulations.
1: Yeah, thanks, guys. Uh, heck of a first night.
0: Uh, Coach, I thought it was interesting. After the game was over, they went to the studio show, and Andy Katz came on and said that he thinks nowadays no one's afraid of going to these massive programs anymore. How did you kind of tell your kids they're just playing another basketball game yesterday?
1: Well, I have an older team, and um, so we really didn't spend much time on it. You know, my biggest fear was first game of the year, 15,000 people, hostile environment, and us not us not being able to settle into the game, and uh, we got off to a great start. And you know we actually were up thirteen points in the first half. Got off to a great start, and we're able to kind of settle into the game quickly and just play basketball and not worry about the environment and just just focus on you know trying to beat a really good team.
0: Uh, Coach, how important is it when they're starting to make their comeback and they're starting to inch ahead? How important is it for you to decide when the timeouts should be used to kind of calm your team down a little bit?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's the first game of the year, and um, I had to use one because the ball was in a deep corner one time, and we didn't have the underneath-out-of-bounds play in yet. So I had to use one and draw that up. And another one, you got to stop a run sometimes and you feel like um, the crowd's getting into it or down. And you don't have that many of them. So um, I definitely use one of them just to calm us down. Another one just kind of protect us a little bit. And um, on the road sometimes in an environment like that, you wish you had 20 of them, but you only get four.
0: Is there something you did to simulate the atmosphere that the kids were stepping into? Obviously, you can't replicate 100 percent. What do you do in practice to kind of re- to, to replicate that sort of thing?
1: Yeah, the only thing we did um, the game was on Monday, of course, and on Saturday, while we were in Harrisonburg, we turned off the sounds um, in our games, our home in our, in our, in our arena, and yeah, try to simulate crowd noise, And what we really wanted to practice was just kind of some hand signals. Um, guys communicating on the court. And, yeah, you know, like I said, I got a lot of guys that have been there before. Haven't been there this year. They haven't always been there with us at AMU. But they played in environments like that before. So one thing I just remind them of is like, look, you've been in this environment before. You know what to do, you know what to expect. let go out and play basketball.
0: Uh, let's talk about some of your individual efforts from some of these kids. And when you look at a guy like TJ, and you know he played, this is the third school he's played at, and he starts his season off and starts his JMU career off with a double double against a, a Big Ten opponent. That's got to show you there's some uh, large things coming for the kid in the future.
1: Yeah, that's not really a surprise to us. Um, you know, I've tried to recruit TJ three different times. You mentioned three different schools, and my third time was a charge for him, a charm for him and. He went to Drexel, then went to Boston College and was really good in the ACC. And um, we know he's going to be a major guy for us. And, you know, he was somebody we leaned on, his physicality, his toughness. And, and we played through him a lot. I mean, he plays the center. But if you watch our game, a lot of times he was the guy initiating our offense and bringing the ball down the court.
0: How about a guy like Terrence and what he's able to do? Because at times he was the go-to player and, and he took care of business when that was the case.
1: Yeah, he's a four-year guy for me. And, you know, he knows what I expect. And I thought the best thing he did last night was he kept the guys on the court connected and, you know, in a a loud crowd and his energy was good. And he made the plays when he had to, whether it be scoring or passing. But, you know, leadership and, and stuff like that when you're on the road is invaluable. And you're really only getting that with veteran guys. I mean, it's going to be hard when a young guy has never been in there or he doesn't know exactly what he's doing yet to be able to get the other guys on the same page. But, You know, Terrence Edwards is the opposite. He's been there. He's done things. And um, I thought he did a great job of keeping us connected.
0: And, of course, uh, during the broadcast last night, they talked a lot about Michael and being Bronx tough and being, once again, another kid hits his third school. And what he was able to do off the bench for you, that toughness that he gets from the Bronx, it really showed last night.
1: Yeah, he's a New York City point guard, Um, son, son of a police officer. You know, just has, you know, just an edge about him that. Um, he doesn't get rattled. And he's not the biggest guy. I mean he's five nine, five ten, but but he plays without fear and and uh he's been a little banged up here in the preseason. I was happy to see him get healthy and go out and kind of play the game that we you know we expect him to and then he expects him to.
0: And then how about a kid like Raekwon whose only uh, you know, bucket is the largest bucket of the game. He plays fourteen minutes but he had the shot of the contest.
1: Yeah, if you look at the game, I mean, we were in tremendous foul trouble. And, um, you know, three fouls with guys early in the first half and four fouls early in the, in the second half with some guys and guys fouling out, good overtime. And, and you know, Raekwon was a starter last year on College of Charleston, and they were a top 25 team. And he's adjusting to us. And, and I love the fact he didn't hesitate. And you know, the ball came to him. He shot the shot. Uh, We were going to live with it, but uh, he's put prep in, he's put work in, and Mike Green made a great pass to him, so you know, just guys making a simple play, the right play, we'll live with that.
0: And of course a lot of your other guys got valuable minutes in that game and a lot of your younger players getting valuable minutes. What is something like that, being at the start of their career, playing in a game like this and getting a victory, what do you think that'll do for, for them going forward?
1: Yeah, it's something to build on. You know, we, it's a long, long season. You know, that's Game one of 31, and before we get to our conference tournament. And, you know, we got a tough road test coming up quickly next, but we want to build on that. You know, we want to keep getting better. We made a lot of mistakes, we missed things we know we could do better. And, you know, we're about to face a team on Thursday. It's won 22 straight home games. So it's um, no time really to celebrate. I, I wish we could, but it's like on to the next, and Thursday night will be another challenge for us.
0: Yeah, how do you balance that? Obviously, you probably let the kids celebrate yesterday, but how do you balance the fact of yeah, that happened yesterday, now we have to move, do stuff going forward.
1: Yeah, just what you said. You know, last night, you know, the late game, but I was to get back to the hotel, y'all enjoy it um, you know, be proud of your effort, proud of what you've done and your hard work and I said we're going to wake up today and we got to turn the page. And you know, that's how college basketball is. You can't really have too long to celebrate. You can't have too long to get down. You just got to keep focusing on getting better and, and what's coming up next, preparing for that. And, and so we've already had a film session this morning. We're en route right now on a bus to Kent, uh, Ohio. And, and uh, you know, I wouldn't say we completely moved on, but we're doing the best we can to move on quickly.
0: Do you know how you will approach that? Let's say you, you have like a practice where it seems like they're not 100 percent focused. Do you know how you might approach that sort of thing?
1: Yeah, I hope we don't get there. I uh, uh, hope we get to practice. And, and our guys respect the team a lot that we're about to play. Uh, they beat us two years ago, and, and they were in the NCAA tournament last year. And I mentioned you know, the home win streak. So um, uh, we know what's up, up against us. And Michigan State, State was a big challenge. You know, we, we took that on, and, and now we got another huge challenge at Kent State coming up on Thursday night. So, so hopefully we – prepare and play our best and, and, and do what we can to try to win that one.
0: How many text messages did you have after the game?
1: <laughs> uh, when I first picked up my phone, I had 485. And uh, then uh, I got back to maybe about 50, 50, 75 of them last night. And By the time I picked my phone up again this morning, it was, it was back over 500. So it was a lot. So if I didn't get back to anybody who's listening, I'll, I'll get back shortly, but I appreciate everybody by reaching out.
0: Obviously, look, we're we're never going to criticize the officials for this sort of thing. But how do you handle with your kids when the game is called a little bit tighter? Obviously, Michigan State's going to get some calls. They're home. They're the program everybody knows. But how do you handle with your kids so they don't get frustrated when games are called a little bit tighter?
1: Yeah, I mean it's two separate things. You know, we we talk about you know overcoming everything, and you know just kind of having that quality built in us that if something goes wrong, we can overcome it. We believe we're going to overcome it. And, you know, you're going to go through adversity, especially in situations like that. And Our guys did a great job of overcoming it. And, and then when something bad happens, you can't let it linger with you, stay with you. So we talk about going to the next play and doing your job in the next play. And, and uh, I was probably did that last night. I was worried that, I don't know if we had that quality or not, can't really tell to you. get in those tough environments, but our guys showed, you know, did, it, uh, did, did a great job with that last night.
0: Can you talk about the synergy this athletic department is having? You know, obviously the football team's nine and zero. The men's soccer team beats number one UCF. The women's soccer team gets an at-large berth. Can you feel the energy from the other programs?
1: Yeah, it's such a great culture um, all the way through every sport at JMU. Um, it's led by our athletic director Jeff Bourne, who's about to retire this year. We're nearly going to miss him, but he's he's built it up in every single thing at JMU and. It's an expectation there. You know, it's we cheer for each other. We root for each other. And, um, you know, everyone expects to win. And, and, and that comes from the athletic director, the fans, all the way through.
0: Well, Coach, uh, good luck with everything coming up uh, this weekend against uh, Kent State. And uh, congratulations for on the win last night.
1: Great. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it.